lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And happy Wednesday to all of you. We are back at it here live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre. And all of you, let us know what you think about what we think. You can email the program. That's steve at stevedace.com. D-E-A-C-E, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at Steve Dace Show, over on Parlor at Steve Dace. That's also our new MeWe page that you can like as well, uh, Steve Dace. And then check out our new YouTube channel. That's YouTube.com slash Steve Dace. You can also check out my new book, A Nefarious Plot, 13 Days and Counting. I'm sorry, it's the sequel book, A Nefarious Carol the sequel to A Nefarious Plot, 13 Days and Counting until the book is released. You can pre-order your copy on Amazon.com. The audio version from Audible is out already, thanks to all of you that have contributed to the Kids Christmas Fund by purchasing that. If you would like an autographed copy, no matter where you are in the country, we can accommodate you. Just look at the post that is pinned on my Twitter account, at Steve Dace Show, over on my Facebook page, at Steve Dace, as well as the MeWe page, and that'll give you all the information you need for the autographed copy of A Nefarious Carol, the novella sequel to A Nefarious Plot coming out on December the 15th. Pretty typical fare on a Wednesday, but uh, that doesn't mean it still won't be at least somewhat compelling. This is always one of our biggest days of the week because we'll be joined by the weekly prophet of woe and a lamentation. Daniel Horowitz will be here at the end of the program for the final segment. One of our most popular segments before him. That's uh, Buy, sell, or hold when you guys set the agenda. But before we get to all of that, here's Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by Michigan. The Michigan State Senate heard witness testimony of election fraud yesterday. Some of the witness statements were pretty damning. My name is Melissa Carone. I am a resident of Wayne County. I have a background in IT and cybersecurity. I was contracted by... PDS staffing to work with Dominion Voting Systems assisting with IT at the TCF Center. What I witnessed um, at the TCF Center was complete fraud. The whole 27 hours I was there, um, there was um, batches of ballots being ran through the tabulating machines numerous times, um, being counted 8 to 10 times. This witness says he saw ballots showing up at 4 a.m. the morning after the election at his polling location. No, I was there from three or four in the morning. I was there at 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. They yeah. were in mail uh, sleeves. You said. Mm-hmm. Did anybody have any earmarkings of who they were carrying these ballots? Were they carrying them? Were they on a dolly? Yeah, they were on a dolly. Yeah, they were on a dolly. Do I know who they were? Absolutely not. Was there any particular reason you didn't ask for a supervisor to question, you know, the ballots coming in on a dolly? Or well, I didn't figure I needed to because the lead counsel that was supposed to be there was taking tally, and I was there standing right next to him. So I figured he was kind of the person that was overseeing the whole night. But that's what we were told. No, we were we were talking directly about why are these coming in. We all thought it was interesting that these ballots were coming in so late. Senator Ted Cruz has called on the Supreme Court to hear the emergency appeal on the Trump campaign's Pennsylvania election challenge. The Trump campaign has filed a lawsuit in Wisconsin aiming to disqualify more than 221,000 ballots in the state's two most Democratic counties. Attorney General Bill Barr said yesterday he's found no evidence of widespread fraud in the presidential election. Learning Spanish today, today's phrase is, you'll never find what you're not looking for.
Nunca encontrarás lo que no estás buscando. COVID news, a judge in Texas has pleaded guilty and will pay a fine after violating stay-at-home orders, which he himself dictated. Williamson County Judge Bill Gravel attended his grandson's birthday party in the spring, according to his attorney in court records. San Francisco Mayor London Breed dined at the posh French Laundry restaurant the night after California Governor Gavin Newsom did, violating her own city's lockdown rules. Newly surfaced video of Anthony Fauci made the rounds yesterday where he talks about the pitfalls of the current widespread testing method for coronavirus called PCR testing. He made these comments back in July. Again, a good question. And what is now sort of uh, evolving into a bit of a standard that if you get a cycle threshold of 35 or more, that the chances of it being replication competent are minuscule. Mm. Essentially, what he's saying is the vast majority of positive tests for COVID-19 are probably not infectious cases, echoing the New York Times expose on PCR testing from August. New data from Fairfax County, Virginia's largest school system, shows F grades are up by 83% amongst students this year. Fs for students with disabilities are up 111%, and for English learners, up by 106%. USA Today op-ed, COVID has turned breathing into a deadly event and all of us into potential serial killers. Abandon your post! Former Trump campaign manager Brad Parscale, who's under investigation for stealing millions upon millions of dollars from the Trump campaign and the RNC, was interviewed by Fox News last night on why he thinks Trump lost the election. I think that goes to one thing. I think it was a decision on COVID to go for opening the economy versus public empathy. And I think a, a young family with a young child who were scared to take them back to school, wanted to see an empathetic president. Moving on, the actress Ellen Page wants you to know that she's now identifying as a straight white male by the name of Elliot. Chuck Schumer, your thoughts? Joe Biden said that on his first day of office, he will give transgender students access to sports, bathrooms, and locker rooms in accordance with their gender identity in all federally funded schools. Do you think he has the ability to do this, and do you agree with this decision? I agree with the decision, and I know he'll check things out thoroughly legally. And finally, how elitists think, courtesy of J.P. Sears. I can assure you, we the elite are not motivated by money. Money's a poor man's currency. We're motivated by control. If you thought it was a thrill to make a bunch of money, just wait until you have control over a bunch of actual people. It's way more thrilling. That's why we make up rules to protect people. Do you know what the feeling's like knowing everyone's putting on a mask? to cover their identity, just to go into a store. And we're not even there, but they're doing it anyway. That's how much control we have over them. It's intoxicating. Some say it's kind of like playing God, but not true. It is playing God. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Patriot Mobile, you know, in the season for giving. Uh, And Patriot Mobile is back with a brand new Christmas promotion just for you until December the 19th. Get a Samsung A11 for yourself and someone close. That's two phones absolutely free. Two phones 
absolutely free or bring your own phone and get a free month of service. With Patriot Mobile, you're going to get all the nationwide coverage because they use the same towers as everyone else. Plus, they have plans that will fit any budget. They're America's only conservative wireless provider, and they take a portion of your bill and help supply even Bibles for kids. Um, I mean, guys, we don't have too many opportunities to support companies like this. Take advantage of it when you can. And switching is easy. Go to PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Steve or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Get the same service for lower price and a free activation plus a special gift on top of the deal I just gave you. A free activation plus a special gift when you use the offer code Steve at PatriotMobile.com slash Steve. Not in Aaron's montage today. Uh, the folks over at Project Veritas came out with some more uh, secret recordings. And this is of internal staff conversations with the CNN content team, including the president of CNN. And there's no news there. That's why I'm sure Aaron didn't include it. There, there was nothing you didn't know. It's just funny and sad to have it all confirmed for you. But you knew all of what he has in there. But as a follow-up question to what O'Keefe came out with yesterday, for the overtime today, we're going to ask and discuss this question. Is it time for James O'Keefe to turn his attention to Fox News? What, what's going on with some of their internal dialogues over there? Is it time for us to maybe figure out what they're, what they're up to, what they're doing? If you want to watch that today, we are going to record it right after the show this afternoon, and then it'll be uploaded for you at blazetv.com slash dace. If you're already a subscriber, you can go there and watch today's overtime and all the other exclusive content we do each day here at Blaze TV. If you're not yet a subscriber, that's also where you can go to subscribe for a discounted rate at blazetv.com slash dace. Speaking of Fox News, who exactly cares what Brad Parscale thinks? I, I, anybody? That might be the answer to the overtime question. It, right it, there. It, it might be. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, you know, we've done this in the past where certain controversies have emerged, and we're like, no one cares about this. And and I've and I've we've kind of walked through. Hey, show me the composite of the voter who responds to this controversy or message. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and and they get up and, and, and they're like, entire mindset is changed because, oh, I didn't know this. And and I'm glad you told me. And so now I'm going to do yin instead of yang, right? We've done that many times mm-hmm. the last few years. Along those lines, um, who got up yesterday at Fox News and thought, you know, let me run this up the flagpole because I... I think the guy that was running Trump's campaign when the forecast told him he was going to lose 40 states, I, I think people I, I think I think people need to hear what he thinks about this election and where he's coming from. I mean, who cares? Who who in the Fox chain of command thought, guys, I really think we gotta give some precious airtime to Brad Parscale. On top of all the issues that Aaron cited in his montage, he wasn't good at his job. I don't know him. Never met him. I know a few people who know him. And here's what I can tell you. When Brad Parscale was running the Trump campaign, did it look like Trump was going to win? No. No. So then why do we care what he thinks now? Anybody? Bueller? Anybody. 
Can you, I mean, what? I, I mean, I got up this morning and I saw that and I thought, how, how does that even occur? Who wants to, who cares? Who cares? Do you know there's some point to it, right? What is the point? Like, I, I can understand why MSNBC and CNN would put him on, right? Sure. What are they putting him on for? There it is right there. Uh, I might have there it asked is. and answered, Your Honor. There right? it is. Okay. All right. Anyway, those enough for I'm going to step all over the overtime later you, today. So when I talk now. about my Venn diagram circles not yeah. touching each other, maybe those circles are a lot closer to overlapping than any of us think. Indeed. Uh, those of you who live in Fairfax County, Virginia, well done. Well done. What is it, an 83% increase in Fs there in Fairfax 83 County? 83 or 86, yeah. Yeah, it was in the 80s. I mean, elections have consequences, right? You voted for this? Please tell me parents are not upset in Fairfax County. You Please may... tell me fa- parents are not complaining in Fairfax County. This is the fulfillment of your vote. Kneel! Before Zod, that is, if your kids are smart enough to get to the end of the alphabet. You know what? Doesn't matter the name. Just kneel, bitches, because that's all you're good at. Just kneel. You have what you you have what you asked for. I I don't understand. You voted for this. At least and, the kids are safe and have a better appreciation yes. of blackface now, Steve. Yes. Isn't this like the most Democratic county in the entire state, too, or one of the most yeah. infamous ones? Right. You you got what you wanted. Why are you upset? I mean, the world needs ditch diggers, too. And, and unfortunately, we can't take in as many illegals to tend to the gardens and the grounds like we would in a non-COVID year. So now your children get to do it. And it looks like, based on these grades, that's all they're really qualified for anyway. Right? Yeah. So, by golly, why are you upset? Why is anybody upset? Do you know why anybody's upset about this in Fairfax County? You may think this is suffering. No. Oh, yes. It is salvation. It is. For even in your illiteracy, you have become children of the Great Reset. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you were made to be ruled. I, I have zero empathy, negative, negative integers. In fact, I hope your kids never go back. It's what you said you wanted. So enjoy. Take it all. The whole turd. All the way down your throat. And I prayed about it. And I feel real good about where I'm at right now. Yeah, I feel real good about it. Um, San Francisco, with the mayor there. You should be honored that she stepped over the carcasses of your now closed businesses to violate her own edicts. Why are you upset? What, what percentage of the vote do you think she got in that city? 92? 88? 102. Right? 109, in <laughs> fact, yes. Indeed. Mail order valley. Dude, are you kidding me? About a couple of times. That's exactly right. Yes. You got what you wanted. This is what you voted for. So don't complain. Praise. 
on your knees, plebe, where you belong, and praise your overlords. Every last one of you. One of the most striking things, I I know the dangling participle of Anthony Fauci on the PCR testing is just sitting out there. I just, I, I, I gotta tell you, I'm Anthony Fauci'd out. I, I am. I am. And I, I know he's essentially going to be uh, Ascendant Lizard King here starting on January 21, more than likely. Yeah, he's basically the built bar yes. of yeah. progressive medicine, so yeah, yeah. buckle I, up. I, I know this, and so I wonder if that's part of why I just can't even right now, just because I know I've got a... Uh, it was like when you used to play House of the Dead when you were a kid. Remember that? And you had to reload the gun. Reload, 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 right? Remember that? Um, it, I just know I'm going to have to reload, reload, reload uh, for the next few years, more than likely. So for right now, I just can't with Anthony Fauci. I, I, I can't. And I'll have all kinds of opportunities, more barring a miracle. I will have all kinds of opportunities starting in January, to get my Anthony Fauci on. You know what I'm saying? I, I think I need to pace myself because I'm Anthony fauci out, okay? One of the most striking things I have seen in my career, and I've said that a few times recently, okay? One of the most striking things I've seen in my career is at the same time Attorney General Bill Barr is telling the Associated Press he has seen no widespread evidence of voter fraud that would have altered the outcome of the election. A woman is testifying under oath on television to the Michigan State Legislature where she is specifying in great detail Voter fraud that would overturn the result of an election. Now, dude, we are, I, I, I know, I know in the heat of an election, even our show got, got some of its partisan on. We, we do our best to try to still maintain some level of objectivity, but once you get invested in an outcome, it gets harder, right? It does. That's just human nature, right? That's just human nature. So instead of pretending like we're immune to it, we are probably contrarians, stubbornly contrarian enough to withhold from that aspect of our frailties longer than maybe some people. But in the end, we're still human and succumb, right? There's a level of objectivity lost. Just admit it. Have some self-awareness. There's a level of objectivity lost once you get invested personally in anything. There just is. All right? Um, And it's just best to admit that and then factor that into your own observations and analysis of the situation and know, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm coming from a position where I have a kind of a bias here and just acknowledge this going in, right? Yeah. As the election gets further and further away, more and more of that is starting to simmer down somewhat. 
And I want to make sure to reset something we haven't talked about for a few months on this show. We still are a, the official position of this program is still total depravity. And it's going to be for as long as I'm in front of this mic anyway. Right? So the chairs around me might change, but as long as I'm sitting in this one, it's going to be a total depravity show. The first word of total depravity would be what? Total. Total. That means only people that we disagree with politically, correct? <laughs> <laughs> total means only some people, right? Is that what it means? Only some people? Is that what total means? No. No? Total means what? If you look up total in the original Greek, Aaron, what does it mean? So, uh, uh, total. Total. It means the word total. And total would be what? Uh, everything and everyone, right? Does that include ourselves? <laughs> you just have me thinking of Trump talking to that kid on Christmas and does he believe in Santa? Oh, that's probably marginal at this point. <laughs> I can't get marginal out of my head in Trump's voice. <laughs> All right, so... Is it possible that this woman yesterday is our side's Julie Swetnick? Is it possible? Of course. Of course it is. Of, of course it is. I mean, yes, she takes a risk by outing herself, putting her name on this, no doubt. She might face the dreaded social media mob. Oh, no. I mean, who knows? She might get ratioed. Um, uh, Aunt Petunia may not say a nice thing about her on her Facebook page. You know, I mean, that's that's most of what the blowback is. It's just unfortunately that cripples most of America these days, right? Now there have been some serious threats against these people. No question about that. That's another reason why you go public, because it's now that you're out there in the public, it's kind of harder to Jeffrey Epstein you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's face it, dude, whenever the conservative speaking circuit gets to start back up again, is she going to be in demand at all for the next couple of years? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Who's speaking at CPAC first? Me or that chick? Oh, that chick. Okay. And then we think it's close, man. It's like, I couldn't even get the question out. You're already laughing, right? Okay. I mean, there's no question that she could become a, a right of, of, of conservative media Cato Kalin here, if you know what I'm saying, yes. right? Okay. So is it possible she's a dang liar? Yeah. Yeah. That she went there and perjured herself, right? That she's a glory hound. Uh, she sought a microphone and, and just said, man, these conservatives are so desperate. They once... They once made a national name out of a chick who was in the movie Clueless for 10 minutes. I want a piece of that action. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so I'm in. I'll meet Huckleberry. Grift knows no team jersey, right? If you want to know what happened to the Tea Party, that's what happened. Grift. Um, That's possible here, right? Oh, yeah. Now, there's another possibility here. What, What would the other one perhaps be? She's telling the truth. She's telling the truth. Is it probably given the, the specificity by which she spoke yesterday and the fact that she did so under oath by name on camera? Would it be anything in between either of those two options? It would seem not. No. So it would seem like either this woman's an opportunist, she's the right Julie Swetnick and is seeking to personally profit off of some of the most cynical grifting we've ever seen by going right to the heart 
of the election process, which is probably the last thing holding us together as a people, if we're honest. It's the, it's, it's, it's the only reason we're, not out, we're all not out on the streets right now. That's why this is so important, because it's keeping that final schism instinct that I'm afraid of. It's, that, that's what's keeping it at bay. And so is it possible that she just decided to just say, hey, you know, go Thanos at the end? You know what? I hired some uh, assassins to take out the Archduke Ferdinand and and start this and, and spark the uh, the powder keg. And in the end, I'll just put the thing on and do it myself. I'll just head down to the Michigan legislature and with a and, and call me kerosene. I'm the cow that kicked over Mrs. O'Leary's land, and I'm starting the fire. It's either that, or she presented under oath very specific evidence of fraud. That would have overturned an election. I don't see anything in between. I maybe maybe I'm just odd, but I I kind of feel like we should want to know which it is, right? I, I mean I, I right. Depends I mean, on who it, you think we is well, these days. I hate to go. I mean, the I'm, definition I, I'm, I'm of is you. is. I'm kind of lo- looking around yeah. and I'm like, you know, I'm like Steve Carell in the office. I mean, like, I'm doing that a lot. How many people these days, no matter whether they're talking about this or anything else, really want to know what the truth is? And I, you know what? And I, I thought about this when I posed this question that I'm talking about right now this morning on social media. And I thought about this same instance in another context, and you're going to laugh, okay? Because you always do when this comes up. But remember, we made light of the fact that about six months ago or whatever, the U.S. government confirmed the visitors have arrived. They literally said this, right? They literally put out the footage and literally said, yeah, these, this is not uh, technology from our Earth. They literally said it, right? They literally said this. The Department of Defense did, correct? Correct. And our reaction to that was, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right? Like, if you are into UFO conspiracies, the, the narrative is they had to keep Area 51 and Hangar 18 and all these areas secret because if the American people knew right, that the scrolls were here, we'd lose our damn minds, right, right? Okay. And then they told us, and we were all like, when's that $1,200 check come in, man? Leave me alone, I'm baiting. That's what we did. We were like, dude, I'm on episode 69 of Ow My Balls. I I mean, I can't be bothered with this. And now you're watching that play out with this story. That exact, it's, we're dead, folks. This is whitewashed tomb. This is, we just don't care. Mm -hmm. We just don't care. It's not, we're emotional or um, easily persuaded or easily um, herded uh, to some kind of we we don't care we just don't care 
We just don't care. They told us, yeah, aliens are here. Yeah, whatever, man. I don't care. Whatever. Some chick went to the Michigan legislature and said, yeah, I just stood there and just watched them change vote chest. You know, I just watched them do it all night long. Pour one out, man. 5,000 G. And the attorney general's like, whatevs. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's just, I mean, this woman ought to be hung as a traitor to the United States, and I'm dead serious about that. You make an accusation like that, and it's not true. But, yeah. you, but you would do that because of what it would do to the public, right? Mm -hmm. Is it doing that? No. So then I guess, it, I guess it just doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Literally, nothing matters. We just well, can't be bothered with really anything. This was part of my point before 2020 of saying once we get to the point of transgenderism, where, where is the terra firma? Where? I mean... It was just a few years ago. I, I, I long for when we would, when people were getting mauled, when a new PlayStation would come out at the store, right? We even sit there like dutiful zombies and, and patiently wait in the social distance lines to get the PS5 and the new Xbox. Have you guys noticed that? We're not like even doing that. There's like no passion there. None. There's not enough blue pills that we would bother to roll over and procreate. We just don't care. It's like, we don't care. What's the point of any of it? And Nefarious plants his flag Indeed. at the 50-yard line. Indeed. Buy, sell, or hold is next. Yeah, losing your hair is no fun, so let's talk about options. Here's one. You can go to your doctor for a hair loss treatment prescription and then visit the pharmacy and try not to go broke just to avoid going bald. Or you can try Keeps from the comfort of your own home where you're going to get the same doctor-recommended FDA-approved hair loss treatment, but Keeps offers the generic versions, so you get those at about half the cost. And one more thing about Keeps you're going to love is the convenience. It's all online. Just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair loss treatment for you that's shipped directly to your door. And so how about a third reason? Even bigger savings on your first order, 50% off. So the big savings with the generic versions and another 50% off your first order. When you go to keeps.com slash grow, that's K-E-E-P-S, keeps.com slash grow. Quick programming note, for those of you that love the old school Christmas specials, like I do, now my kids don't want to watch these with me anymore. Because they're too old and cool for this now. Although, you know, it's funny. My oldest is about to head into her 20s. So now she wants to go back and relive these again. But, you know, my uh, the two younger teenagers, they're they're too cool to watch these. Are we talking Rankin and Bass yes. and all this? Yes. So I just watch them by myself. I, that's how much I love them. <laughs> I just watch them with myself. But one thing I noticed when I went searching for them yesterday is for many years they have aired on, well, it used to be ABC Family. What, they have some stupid name for that channel now. What is it? Is that free form? Free form. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the thing. And anytime what, what, the commercials come on, I have to hide my children. Yes. Yeah. It's like, Any, honestly, yeah. it's just you, a, No, that is true. We we learned the hard way a few years ago. DVR, don't watch them mm. live. DVR so you can just fast forward through the commercials. Um it, it, which it's a stupid name. By the way, what does that even mean? Transgenderism. Okay, that's probably what it means. That that you think that's what everything means though. Because it does. Yeah, that, that's true. Thank you, Todd. That's, that's true. 
AMC now is airing those. So now Freeform apparently has decided, dude, we're just going to stop lying to you. We're not airing these anymore. So the American <laughs> uh, American movie classics, AMC now has the old uh, Rankin-Bass Christmas, like Nestor the Long-Eared Christmas Donkey. And one of my top five favorites is the uh, Twas the Night Before Christmas animated version with the mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I love that one. So those are all now on AMC. So I just, for the families that were caught yesterday, I'm like, wait, they, we're so gone now. We're not even airing these. And then I, then I found that they're actually not on that ABC family freeform, whatever the heck it's called channel anymore. So just wanted to save some of the family, some angst out there in case you were looking for the old school Christmas specials. Uh, oh, by the way, a couple of the new ones that are really good. The prep and landing. Has you ever watched those? I've seen the original, Though, but the, I've never seen the original's there. great. The sequel's okay. Still fun, but the original's great. Those are actually now on Disney Plus, by the way. So all right, so enough of that. Let's get to buy seller hold each week at this time. Uh, our producer Aaron, with a lot of help from you uh, in the audience, gives uh, Todd and I a series of questions, predictions, statements, etc. Todd, you and I decide are we buying that because we think it has merit? Are we selling it because we think it has none or very little? Or are we like, we have no idea because it is 2020, so we're just holding everything, right? So that's how the game is played. No topic is off limits. Aaron, you're up. We will start all of these coming to you via parlor with Todd, who says Iowa State's Matt Campbell is the next head coach of the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, I would hold on that. I I don't know what's going to happen with, with Harbaugh. If, I mean, in any other year, I would analyze it that he's going to salvage whatever shred of dignity he has left while he still is a commodity in the NFL and there will be a slew of NFL jobs open and get out now before this thing craters any more than it already is. Right? Mm-hmm. What has this year taught us? Whatever will be the worst potential outcome for a situation. More than likely predict that, right? So the worst outcome here is they don't have the stones to get rid of him. He has not enough self-awareness to do what I suggested and stays another year and you spend 12 months, you're every college football magazine next spring, summer, number one coach in the hot seat, destroy your next recruiting class because everybody knows if they have another losing season or aren't if they disappoint again that he's gone, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and then, then you probably have to get rid of the AD too who hitched his wagon to him and then it becomes a, right, right now it's localized to just a Jim Harbaugh situation. Stick with this for another year and it metastasizes to the entire athletic department. And that's just how 2020 rolls, man. So I'm I'm going to hold until I see what happens with Harbaugh. And then I'm not really into names. Michigan needs to have a profile of a coach. And I, and, and I think they need to have a plan first before they start talking about names. Who, who is it that we need? What kind of coach do we need? Let's narrow that down first. Have that profile first. And then you start looking at the board of candidates. And I don't know what Campbell will do. I mean, I don't know if you guys have noticed. Well, technically, every team has every starter coming back next year because of the free year. But we know that's not going to happen. Guys are going to go to the NFL. Schools are going to tell a bunch of guys, we're not giving you enough. Right. You're not good enough. But so if you, if you look at it in the traditional sense, 
He's got 16 or 17 starters coming back next year, right. including that quarterback and that running back. All right. That quarterback's not going to the pros and the running back isn't eligible for the draft yet. They are at a minimum a preseason top 10 or 15 team next year. So if I am Matt Campbell, I'm making really good money. Um, I mean, I'm already a top 10 or 15. I'm, I'm, I'm the number nine team in the college football playoff right now. And, and with the team I have coming back next year, it's not like I got to get out. I built this thing as high as it can go jump now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I got a year to sit out and see who's really got, who's really serious about this, who's really has their ducks in a row. Okay. So I just think there's too many variables there for that right now. So I'm going to hold. I'm going to sell based on several of the factors uh, you mentioned. Uh, I, I was going to um, bring up the fact that, and I know this because you told me earlier that uh, he's got all that uh, talent coming back, but there's some other things going on uh, as well. You had that interview after the last game, again, when they just beat Texas, that the tears that came, this is a guy that doesn't seem, he's not bedazzled. He doesn't care about a lot of the glitz. You can't woo him like that. He really cares about uh, the relationships uh, he's built then just here in Iowa, you have a potential turning of the tide. I mean, the, the fighting for just in-state talent, regional talent. Kirk Ferentz is at the end of the, uh, of the road here. And what's going on in Iowa right now, turning around an 0-2 into 4-2 is a big deal. But the the troubles that he's had, I don't know how much longer he has. To, I mean, to he's look. the longest tenured coach in college football. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, he's so all, even in the best case scenario, we'd be having this conversation year to year anyway right. at this point. Yeah. So maybe beca- being in position to turn the tide and not be the little brother anymore. Plus you have the fact that with this is not, this is not anti-Michigan. This is anti-blue blood. It is not as default as it used to be. We've seen, uh, Nebraska, uh, Texas, Florida State. You don't just go there and say you're going to reap the benefits of everything that happened anymore. And that may or may not be the case at Michigan. But they're, they're just times they are a changing. And I, I just think it's the smart money with all those factors in play is to say uh, no, that it's even more likely that Matt Campbell is happy to stay at Iowa State for at least three more years. He built this thing and he's the kind of guy that says, you know, this, this why would why would I spit on the very thing that I built just to trade it in for so much uncertainty? Moving on. Up next, Raleigh Cook says SARS COVID two will go away in the spring and the vaccines will have nothing to do with it. Sell. Sell. And and here's why. Um I I keep repeating this because I I I think we need to accept this. I was having an email exchange with a, a really good friend of mine this morning. And, and he was like, I have to believe we're a better country than this. And I kept saying, why? I don't have to believe anything other than what's in front of me and true. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't feel the need. And again... Maybe that's why I'm just kind of cut out for this job at a unique time. The way I was raised, when you come home from basketball practice and just don't say any a word because you don't know what mood your old man is in, and you just put the headphones on and go straight down to your bedroom and close the door to hide, you just kind of learn in life at a young age 
that you're not entitled for things to be better. You know what I'm saying? You're not, you're, not, you're not entitled for things to be better than they actually are. Accept the things as they actually are. We're not any better than this as a people. We're not. And I told him, the, the, the sooner you accept this, the, then the sooner you're going to be successful now pushing back against the spirit of the actual age we're up against. We're not any better than this. This is who we are. And along the exact same lines, this is not ending, folks, until you make it end. Not only is it not going to end, it is going to escalate. And what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is you're not going to be able to buy or sell unless you have a certificate of the COVID vaccine. That is coming. And it won't be systemic across the 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 marketplace landscape. It'll start with things where that are very mobile in uh, in nature, like the airlines are already talking about this stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It'll be like that, and then it'll simmer. Then it then it then it will trickle down to you know well national big box stores, because you know we've got workers going all and and uh, delivery people and everything else nationwide. We don't want to be tracking, you know, heaven forbid you might get a virus or the, I mean, 99% recovery rate. I mean, guys, we've been, we've, we've, we've told the black folks and we've told black folks in Africa, man, that whole sucks and that whole Ebola thing for 70 years. When a bunch of white suburban Karens in their brownstones and colonials didn't want to come out of the house for a virus far, 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 far less lethal. We spent 13 years trying to get a vaccine for the first SARS. It went nowhere because in the end, there really wasn't a big pharma. uh, There wasn't a really a a big pharma motivation for those poor people in Taiwan. You know what I'm saying? All right. None. There was none. But suddenly now, white folks with discretionary income in the suburbs, Karen won't come out, won't go back to the movies, won't come out of her home and let her kids go to a ball game ever again. They'll take the vaccine and pay for it a couple of times. That's right. Warp drive now, baby. Are you kidding me? Yes. You have granted the incentive. And, and well, well, Steve, the, why wouldn't this virus just go away the way the first SARS went away? Well, the first SARS went away because we didn't dial our testing module up to 79 to do everything we could to test it out. And so it, when, it, when we say that the first SARS went away, we don't mean that one day we just got up and it was poof, gone. Meant that that outbreak ended. The, 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 the pushback against that outbreak was successful. And then the virus mutates down and down and down and usually devolves into some form of a seasonal flu or, or, or variation of a cold uh, virus. That's what we mean when we say it went away. We're talking about not the virus itself, the outbreak. That's what we're talking about. The outbreak ended. We don't want this to end. Test everybody, test everything. You got together with your families? We were just talking about this yesterday. Get together with your families. Uh, Everybody get tested. Assume that you are a carrier. A newspaper where I used to write, guys. I used to write for USA Today, and it wasn't 20 years ago. It was like 10 minutes ago, okay? Running columns, we're all serial killers if we breathe. We don't want this to end. 
There's too much money now in sustaining this. Next year, you're going to get the, just like I laughed about the uh, the shingles vaccine sign at my local grocery store. Now with a shingles vaccine that might work, right? We were laughing about mm-hmm. that a few months ago. Next year, you're going to get the, well, this is the actual COVID vaccine that might actually do something. They're never giving this power back unless you take it back from them. There's no other way out, guys. I know I talk sometimes, and maybe too often for some of you, about the way that I was raised, but it has a lot to do with the show that you have here now. But, but there were times that I had a really good dad. He taught me some really valuable lessons. That's what made the way I grew up difficult for me, is that it wasn't terrible all the time. I've got plenty of great memories. A lot of my friends thought when they found out years later what was going on, they were stunned because they thought I'd like maybe the coolest dad in the school. Because at times I did. At times it was awesome. And one of the valuable lessons he taught me is, son, do you know why there was so much bravery at the Alamo? Because there was no back door. If there was a way to escape being overrun by Santa Anta, and, and, and come back again when the odds are in your favor. If they could have done Kirked it, wouldn't they have done it? You bet they would have. Why'd they sit there and fight to the death? There wasn't a back door. No way out. Only way out was through these guys. We keep looking for a trap door, a back door. There isn't one. Like I said in the last segment, we're so far gone a few years ago, we were lamenting how we're mauling each other at stores for a video game console, right? This year, we all just dutifully lined up outside in the freezing cold. If you were made, even willing to go if outside. If you were willing to go out, of course. And, and then we just maintained our social distance, waiting to see if we could get one of the glorious PS5s, right? Mm-hmm. This is how far gone we are. I watched the Duke-Michigan State basketball game last night. And, and it wasn't the first college basketball game I've watched. But maybe it's just because it was the first one I've watched where you really felt that there was nobody in the stands. It's at Cameron Indoor, one of the great environments in all of American pop culture. Probably the greatest home court in college basketball. And there's nobody there. Shashevsky's wife is sitting up 70 rows in the stands by herself with a mask and no more than 20 feet of her. And the benches and stuff... And, and, and I've watched a ton of games this year, but for some reason, this was the first time that it hit me. Like, there's not benches. These guys are all sitting apart from each other. Did they all test negative? Yeah. Then why are they sitting apart from each other? If they're all negative, who's giving the virus to anybody? Oh, it's great Orwellian theater. That's exactly what it was. And if you know anything about Orwellian theater, it only ends one way. You make it end. That's why. Sell. And we're back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre and all of you. 
Let us know what you think about what we think. There's a lot of ways to engage with us right now. Uh, like us on Facebook, on MeWe. Uh, look for Steve Dace there. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show. Steve Dace over on Parlor. Look at our uh, brand new YouTube channel as well at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. That is where you can go right now if you're not yet a Blaze TV subscriber, but you want to watch that entire Scott Atlas interview from yesterday in its entirety. It's up on the YouTube page right now at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. And then don't forget, you can email the program as well, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E, steve at stevedace.com. If you're a podcast listener, leave us a five-star review. If you like the show, hit that subscribe button as well. Thanks to all of you that have done those two things. And the more of you that keep doing it, the more it will help the podcast to grow. So thanks to all of you. Coming up at the bottom of the hour, the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will be joining us. I've got an extra little pep in my step. I just had my noon built bar. With, again, that uh, strawberry flavor, I've been holding out, saving it. Uh, The chocolate-covered strawberry they put out for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, man, it is. It is really, really good. You have never had a protein bar this good. You have not even had some candy bars that are this good. You want to try it right now. Um, Well over 20 flavors now because they're introducing a new white chocolate line as well. Every one of these bars covered in real chocolate, uh, less than, well less than 200 calories, uh, up to 20 grams of protein, less than five grams of sugar, four net carbs. So yeah, if you're getting ready to do that again here soon, uh, this, this, Checks every box. Builtbar.com. B-U-I-L-T. The best protein bar you've ever had with the the texture of a three musketeer. No terrible aftertaste either. At builtbar.com and use the code DACE right now to get 20% off your first order. Builtbar.com. Promo code D-E-A-C-E. All right, let's get back to it. Part two. Buy, sell, or hold. Aaron. We'll go next to Greg Barnes, who says Patrick Mahomes could retire at the end of, I'm going to change this to next year and be a Hall of Famer. Because he needs to play five seasons or be in the league. Five oh, that, years. that's right. You're right about that. Um, here's my only hesitation. Are we saying first ballot, like right away or eventually? Just in the hall, yeah, eventually. Okay. Eventually, then I'll buy. All right. Because there's a lot of talk that a guy, I watched every play of his career, Calvin Johnson with my Detroit Lions. There's a lot of talk that because he retired early, I mean, he still played eight or nine years in the league and put up insane numbers. But there's a lot of talk that he won't be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, I know wide receivers not the same uh, premium of a position as quarterback. But if, if you're telling me that a guy that was as dominant as he was at his position over that course of time isn't a first ballot guy in eight years than a guy is in five, but given that we're not putting the stipulation of a first ballot Hall of Famer on there, then yeah, I would buy. Especially if it was like, an, well, an injury situation, like what happened with Terrell Davis. There was a, a period of four or five years where he was clearly a Hall of Fame level player, and then injuries took their, their, their toll, and he couldn't be any longer, and he was given the benefit of the doubt, and that was kind of prorated through the rest of his career, and he was put into the Hall of Fame. So... Uh- I'm kind of tired of this because I, I really like Pat Mahomes and I, I, I don't root for Aaron's Hawkeyes, obviously, but I absolutely root for his success with this. But man, the, it, and it was the same, 
the next best thing sort of thing let the man play a career according to the sandy koufax rule yeah if he just decided you know what i'm done or or within football to some extent barry sanders you know going out that way you know he wouldn't not be a hall of famer just because he decided to retire early the nfl is incredibly fun because of uh, pat mahomes so so i'll buy but um he's he's not drell he's not cal l it just everybody relax a little bit Next is Joshua Lewis, who says Sarah Fuller wins the best moment ESPY award for her 25 yard kickoff in a 41 to nothing loss. Then she lectures all the nominated athletes about cheering on their fellow nominees. Bye. I'm going to sell because I, I could totally buy the first part, but I'm not comfortable yet. I'm not comfortable yet criticizing her or observing her on that level. It, it's quite possible here that they gave her an opportunity to, to, to break a glass ceiling. And she thought, yeah, I think I can do it. Why not? I'm a competitor. And then never really being in a male locker room environment I mean, guys, we're all married, right? Yeah, you haven't been married as long as Todd and I have. But when, when we lose something of value, a job, a contest, a game of our favorite sports team, or we're angry or upset about something and we are ready to, to lash back, most of the time, not always, but most of the time, what is our wives' instinct to do in those situations? What is it? What is the woman's instinct to do? I'm not sure we have the same wives, so I'm not sure. Are you really going to tell me your wife is like, uh, here is some kerosene, honey? Oh, well, is it? Bet- it's to nurture. And, yeah, uh, yes. So it has, to, it has yes. nothing to do with her? That's, I guess, what it, yeah. it's, she's just a, she's just a chick. She's just a witness. Though. Yes. It's not between like a disagreement between us or something. Yes. Yes. Okay. Got it's it. It's not the inclination to, to, to try and nurture and tone a situation down. And say, hey, there's a positive outlook or something here that you haven't... You Some know. version of that, yeah, yes. Okay. yes. I, it's possible here that Sarah Fuller isn't Megan Rapino. She's just a girl. And she just had an emotional reaction to watching how checked out these guys were while getting defeated and comes from a sport where... And at a school, by the way, that is literally good at like every sport other than the two that matter the most to people. <laughs> they're like really good at all the other ones. And and she comes from a much different sports culture where they're constantly peppy and encouraging each other. It's possible that she wasn't giving them the Megan Rapino treatment. There was just a hen in the rooster house. You know what, you know what I'm saying? There was just a, a chick there. And she just was a girl and had a girl reaction to a situation. So I don't know... Now, I fear the media reaction gets to uh, the head of uh, somebody like that and turns them into a Megan Rapinoe type, if you know what I'm saying, okay? But before I start dunking on her individually, because here's what could also happen. They could play the next game. She might go out there hitting a 45-yard field goal. That might happen. We don't know that. We don't know. Is what happened last week a gimmick? Yes. Is what happened last week not worthy of like any of the praise it is receiving? Yes. 
But do we know that she might not go out there next week and hit the, uh, you know, some 50-yard field goal or even a 30-yard field goal? Do we know that? Do you know that? I it, don't know it, that. It is possible for her to hit. She one. could do that. She could do that. That and is that a legitimate accomplishment in a football game? I mean, championships are won or lost on kicks like that, right? Coaches rise and fall, lose their jobs on whether kicks like that go in, right? That's that's part of the game. She may do that. So I think we can separate the farce that we are being sold here from the, the character and capabilities of Sarah Fuller, which have not yet fully been revealed. Because just like I'm not comfortable turning her into Joan of Arc because she pooch kicked the ball once, I'm also not confident with turning her into Megan Rapino because a woman walked into an environment where a bunch of guys are like, I don't give zero Fs and I want to quit and felt the need to like stand up and give an encouraging word. That's what chicks do. They're women. They do that. Okay. So I, I think, I think you absolutely crush, kill, destroy this fake virtue signaling farce. But I would kind of wait and see what we know we, and learn more about the young woman known as Sarah Fuller before we include her uh, in our lament. Just my take. Well, I'm buying for whatever re- reason she got into it. Um, it's it's all in or nothing now. And this game called football was not like developed around the uh, kicking game back when kicks were made. It was by the guy who also played quarterback or receiver or running back. These were all purpose players. It's gotten specialized uh, now and you can continue to do that for us, but she'll never be a football player and it's because she's a girl. And I say this as a father of four daughters, but I don't lie to them either. They're not going to be wrestlers either. And it, it doesn't mean they're lesser. It means they're different different yeah and you and by by the way let's add this on most football teams on most of them unless it's a weird situation like an adam vinatieri kind of a all-time great guy that saved how many times saved the team's bacon with a clutch kick you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. unless it's that level of a kicker on most football teams particularly at the college and pro level that are any that are any kind of good is the kicker considered a legitimate player on the team? No. Even when they're guys. Most football players will tell you, I hate kickers. I hate the fact that I went out here and sweated my uh, manly parts off for 60 minutes and nearly lost a limb, and then it comes down to whether some 170-pound dude in a, single, in, a, in a single bar face mask puts, a little tiny, puts the ball through the uprights or not. Which they is why that. some of these Vanderbilt football players, now we are hearing throughout kick, are, deci- are possibly going to boycott their next game because they feel like they've been wrapped up in a farce. And they're right. They have been. They deserve better. They're the ones breaking bones and bleeding out there. Up next, we've got 1 John 3.16 through 20. Die Hard is a Christmas movie classic. I think you have to define what's a Christmas movie. Is it any movie that takes part or takes place at Christmas? Or is it a movie that is specifically about the themes of Christmas? Okay. This... And I also think I I think the whole debate around it is kind of silly. This, well, it started off as like a one season early social media kind yeah. of, and now it's gospel, and I hate it. It's no, it's not a Christmas movie. It's the, arguably the greatest action movie of all time that happens to take place at Christmas. That is gospel. 
I'm I'm okay with it and something like this. You keep Christmas in your way, and I'll keep it in mind. I don't see a need to argue about it. I know we did a video about this several years ago. Here, I think it was before we came. Uh, the we had the Blaze partnership. Was it? We were still CRTV at that time. I think we were still CRTV. And I mean, yeah. I took part in it and stuff for fun because it's meaningless. And I think this debate is meaningless. Correct. Next, 79 model Chris says, Mount Rushmore of worst president of the United States middle name. It has come to this. 2020 has come to this. Presidential middle names. Yep. I love it. Okay. Warm, Warren Gamaliel Harding. Rutherford. Actually, I think Gamaliel as a middle name is kind of dope, actually. Oh, I'll take it. Yeah. Rutherford Burchard Hayes. No, no. Yeah, that, that got you beat up in school, even back then. Richard yeah. Milhouse Nixon. Yeah, that's bad. Gerald Rudolph Ford. So that's one part. Second yeah, part. I don't think Rudolph's terrible. Yeah, Robinette will oust Rudolph if he officially becomes 46. Joe Biden. Joe Robinette. Well, I guess I, I just now learned that's his middle name. I didn't yeah, know what it was. Robinette. That. Yeah, that's instantly on there. Wow. So you guys are buying that Robin, list? Robin, that's pretty bad. Middle names yeah. are are supposed to be... What's your middle name? Edward. Oh, mine, wow. Mine is James. Yeah. What's wow about Edward? But like when, oh, that's cool. I just didn't oh. expect that. Like, but like, you know, for those, those of you that have already gotten the Audible version, you know this, the lead character in A Nefarious Carol, her name is Ray, and it's spelled R-A-E, and everybody keeps thinking that I did this off of the Daisy Ridley Star Wars mm-hmm. character. I did not. Uh, my mother and my grandmother, who the book is dedicated to, both their middle names were Ray. That was that was kind of a family tradition on on the, my mom's side, and so that's where that name yeah. came from. You know, so middle names because of what they may harken back to or oh. something of that nature can See, be uh, can can you you are given some leniency. You are okay, the, the, but but what was the one that uh, Rutherford beat Hayes at? Uh, Burchard. I mean, that just screams sanctimonious precocious you know what i'm saying that just i don't know what a family that just screams i think be i'm there. better than you that i think i'm better than you well i think all my of first that, name is rutherford a, and my middle name's burchard i bet there's a very good reason that's the kid at boarding school you hated okay the, there's a i bet there's a very good reason for all of those names that have nothing to do with well i just like the color fuchsia which is what yeah. basically most middle names and these, now, and now that you say that, that i'm gonna have 10 emails well steve uh was actually was named after uh, his uh, uh, grand aunt Burchard, yes. uh, who was yes. a nurse during the Civil a War. Sweet woman. Yes. And, how yeah, dare yes, you, Sully? Yes. How Her dare you? <laughs> yes. I know that's coming. Yes. So my bad. May a good grief. Okay. <laughs> it's so true, though. Ben Wofford says the newest Mandalorian episode is everything the last Jedi should have been. All right. Oh. Okay. Bye. Let's do this thing. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Excited. Yeah. And I was down on the first season up until that point. I just thought it was. You mean the current season, uh, not the first season? Excuse me. Yes. A little bit meandering and purposeless, uh, kind of like serial Incredible Hulk, where David Banner just kind of goes from town to town solving a problem, but the story isn't connected at all. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that there. I've learned a little bit more that there there are plenty of Easter eggs. If you're a cartoon fan of the the rebels and stuff like that, that, that there was stuff in there that you would notice. But man, that last episode just it got it. It got Star Wars, and it wasn't trying to. Uh, I mean, whatever they got, what Dave Filoni mm-hmm. versus the Last Jedi, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. I mean, these are yep. these are two totally different men with two totally different levels of respect and sense of decency for the craft. All right. So, if the 
I don't want to re-prosecute the last Jedi thing. I think we, we did that into the ground because I think it's in a phenomenal film. I just think it's a bad sequel and wrecked the Star Wars universe. They, that's, <laughs> Other that's than all. that. I mean, in terms of a standalone piece of filmmaking, it is so much better than the other two movies in the in the new trilogy. It's just not even funny. I mean, the polish, the quality of the writing, everything about it. It's so much. The the beauty and artistry of that throne room fight scene with, with, with Ray and um, uh, Ren against uh, Snoke and his... Uh, Red Guard. I mean, there's no scene that's good, that good in any in either of the two movies that J.J. Abrams did. Nothing that even remotely approaches that. But it wrecked the canon. It wrecked the canon and it divided the fan base. Therefore, the film, it doesn't matter how Dr. Zhivago it is. The first two things you have, you, responsibilities you have with a movie and a franchise like this are to perpetuate the canon and you and and please the fans and unite the fans, right? And it and it it failed at its prime directive. Yes, it did. Okay, and so if the argument is that this is more in line with what this should have been, I would actually go further and say the entire uh, Disney trilogy should have been more like this. And it's pretty obvious to everybody that John Favreau and Dave Filoni should have been given control creative control of the star wars universe th- four years ago three years ago 10 minutes ago five minutes from now next month a week from yet from today it's obvious to everybody that loves star wars except apparently the disney company moving on nucleus of karen or of caring says <laughs> nice phrase, these are the yeah. top five useless republican governors number four number five excuse me k ivy in alabama four brian kemp in georgia three doug ducey in arizona two larry hogan in maryland and one mike dewine in ohio uh, i'm going to sell because at least the top two of that are worse than useless i I'd accept useless. Those two are just absolutely tyrannical. You're talking about DeWine and Hogan? Uh, yes. Yeah, DeWine and Hogan, for sure. For sure. Um, I'm really torn with what to do with Brian Kemp. I don't know enough about KIV down in Alabama other than what's in my email inbox, and it's never good. <laughs> okay. Uh, too many, uh, too many rhinos, too little time. I, I can't follow her uh, exploits in COVID stan, but um, I'm torn with the Brian Kemp thing because the first half of this year, he was one of the best governors in the United States of America, right? I mean, he was the first one that really stepped into the breach and took on the panic porn Leviathan, right? Yeah. He yes. was the first one. Yeah. The first one. And was masterful and courageous at how he pushed back on that. But we can't forget the shows we, we were doing in April, May, and June following what he was doing there. I mean, he set the bar. And for how this has transpired at the end, to, and, and, and so I feel a responsibility. Steve, what could he have done differently? I think that's a fair question to yeah. ask me. Okay. There should have been some automatics. 
the uh, the and 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 I I'm hard on Brian Kemp and how he's handled this. Like I'm not surprised Doug Ducey Doug Ducey is what we thought he was because we saw him knee ankle grab for the COVID panic porn earlier this year. You know what I'm saying? We already saw that. Mm-hmm. Remember that press conference that him and Mike Pence had and about the the, the vent with the ventilator porn that yeah. ridiculous uh, you know event a few months ago. I'm not surprised that the guy who we're kicking Nike out of our state. No, we're not. I, I'm not surprised that Doug Douchey is is who we thought he was. I'm I'm having a hard time reconciling the Kemp thing. And so if I were advising Brian Kemp at the time, it's too late now. It is too late now. But what he should have done is relied on on the transparency of data. Because that's exactly what he did to beat the COVID panic porn and reopen his state. And he should have said, all right, we're going to match the signatures to every envelope of every ballot. Too much is at stake in this election. This may be the decisive state that the election is that close. Not to mention, I've been putting up for the last four years with a woman I beat by 50,000 votes claiming she's the rightful governor of Georgia. Right? I'm a little sensitive to fake claims of voter fraud. So we're going to we're going to make this all transparent. We're going to link the signatures to for the applications for these ballots. We're going to hand audit all of it, not just recount the the way the same way, but we're going to hand we're going to hand audit everything. I mean, put all your cards on the table. And so like when Trump went after him for reopening a state and not and and being reckless, the data was on Brian Kemp's side. That's why he was able to successfully push back against the White House. He was on the side of the data. He should have done that with this. Made the data and everything and the process far more transparent. And then what he should have done is called, no, I don't know if your legislature in Georgia meets you around. I'm assuming it doesn't because most states don't. But let's say that it does. Then I want the legislature Monday. We're closing these loops on this mail-in voting. We're not doing this again in January. And if it, if it doesn't meet, you call a special session and say, we're, we're, have, we're singularly taking on this drop box vote harvesting system. We're not doing this again in the runoff. So then it looks like you're at least trying to close the loophole. For all of the things that he did optically that were just cash money, homie, on COVID, he's totally blown this. Which, when, when, you, it, when you know that a guy can do better because you've seen him do better, that's when you start getting suspicious, right? Mm-hmm. You know Brian Kemp's not totally ballless. You know Brian Kemp's not, you know, mentally deficient, right? We saw Brian Kemp stand up against a lot Leviathan that still most Republicans don't have the stones to stand up to. And frankly, this president wait, waited too long to stand up to, right? Oh, yes. So, so when you know someone can do it, and then they don't arrive, when, when you know someone can rise to the occasion, and then they don't do it later on, you know it's not a lack of will. It's something else, right? Yeah. And that's when you start getting suspicious. In order to avoid all those suspicions, there should have been much more transparency, and then a proactive effort so that you cannot get Fulton County in that state in the future. Instead... They didn't really do any of the things I just talked about and then announced they're just going to run it back with the same exact process for the runoff. Well, then 
don't be surprised when people start getting suspicious about you. So I would take Kemp off of the list only because there's been two major tests this year and he got the, like the highest score on one of them and then an F on the other. So if you have, somewhere there's like a C, right? That's not like the five worst. Um, but you know what? If, if based on what you've seen the last few weeks, if you want to put Brian Kemp on there, I won't fault you for it. I, he's earned that too. I already had my answer. I just, I, I, I sell only because the first two are tyrants. They're not useless. They're worse than useless. Yeah. You nailed the first two. Next up, Reckless Chariot Driver says, theme for next year, burn all the bridges. We've already bandied about several potential themes for next year. There's so many options. I think we're going to have a hard time coming up with one. That's what I think. But, yeah. We're just going to have to go back um, and uh, smoke the peace pipe in the kitchen like we did last time and come up with the one that we thought was pretty darn good and ended up being utterly out of this world. So. Yeah, we'll have our seance and come back with something from the other world. Maybe it needs to be something really simple. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Our theme is no. No, that's our theme. No. 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 Uh, up next, Old Goat 7 says, the GOP thinks they're better off if they lose the Senate. If they win, they might actually have to do something. Well, if they lose, they can whine about how evil the left is. Um... Sell because sell because they 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 likely won't have Trump in the White House. So that still gives them the try that gives them another perfect scenario. They can triangulate off of Biden and still get the you have to understand when one party is in the majority, they get like 60 percent of the grift and the party in the minority gets 40 percent. OK. Now. There are times that that extra 20% of grift, the grief to profit ratio comes in. Like your expectation to now govern ain't worth that extra 20% of grift. Like it's better just to sit back, do nothing and get 40% of of the grift than the added burden of governing to get that added extra 20% up to 60. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But in this case, they don't have to govern because they're going to have Joe Biden in the White House. So they can just triangulate off of him. So so they get the 60% majority of the grift wall sending you uh vote more republican we're here stopping uh saving america from uh, president dementia and many of you will send him you know your 5 10 15 20 bucks a month that's the best of both worlds if trump were still in the white house then you bet i i think they'd be totally fine with losing the senate races but without trump there now they get to they get to they get to continue the scam I'm going to sell because the lay of the land is a little bit different. They might not know what to do about it. They may not really care enough to want to do something about it. But when they see the pillaging and looting of cities, they see Biden right out of the gate of this, this, uh, let's all come and reason together. And they're doing, he and Schumer, two old 70 to 80 year old guys talking about transgender bathrooms. You know, we're not in Kansas anymore. And it's, there's no tip there's nothing even close to tip o'neill ronald reagan in terms of an expectation of decorum and normalcy kicking in the world's getting outright weird and that sort of default they might be able to count on it this day this week but it's it's not going to be there long term anymore and i think they know that on some level Clan McLeod says Mitch McConnell will write a strongly worded letter to the Department of Justice to investigate election fraud 
on January 4th. Bye. <laughs> Bye. May or may not be that exact date, but I see you're going because yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's going to be somewhere around there. Yeah. Gaby Rettinger says WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange and NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden will both receive presidential pardons from Donald Trump. I'm going to sell. I'm going to sell. You know what my default tends to be when you ask me what Donald Trump's going to do in the future? I, I, I don't know. I think that's too a little too in the weeds for him. He's way more likely to give Tiger King than something like that. <laughs> I, I, I could see that. I think it also comes down to, does he want to run again in 2024? Yeah. If he does, then I don't know why you feel the need to no, compel to wade into that. Yeah. Okay. Because your base is very divided on those two figures. Yeah. Okay. If you're not going to run again and you're just not, you just want to go Elmo with the, you know, on fire gif at the end, then cool. Go for it. But we don't know. One more really quick. Constantinos Rodatis says gender discrimination is real for every yard a male college football kicker gets. A woman kicker only gets 0.77 yards. <laughs> Bye. That is perfection and a great note to end it on. Well timed. All right, we'll come back and the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, Daniel Horowitz, will join us. Stay tuned. It is the holiday season, so why not send? that special someone or someone's or maybe even yourself the best gift the gift of meat with delicious omaha steaks their holiday feast it's their deluxe grillers assortment it includes perfectly aged top sirloin steaks along with other incredible meals amazing sides and those famous omaha steaks desserts and right now you can get this mouth-watering package plus Four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer at an exclusive price. Just go to omahasteaks.com, enter the code DACE into the search bar. That's omahasteaks.com, promo code D-E-A-C-E. That's extra burgers plus an extra gift that should be on the list of any serious griller. Deliver the perfect gift. Send this to yourself or someone special. You just got my Omaha Steaks in the mail. I was very, very excited to see, though. This, they are the world's greatest steaks, plus premium meats, easy meals, everything you need. Either stock up yourself or for a memorable gift. All right, go to omahasteaks.com, just like it sounds. omahasteaks.com. Everything's backed by a 100% money-back guarantee if you don't like it, but you will. omahasteaks.com, promo code DACE to get this special offer. Let's get to the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, our good friend Daniel Horowitz. Good to see you, brother. How are you? We're doing all right. Really looking forward to the end of the year. <laughs> Can't wait till next year, Steve. Wait, wait till what the Republicans have in store for us for 2021. They'll really fight then. All right. We got plenty of time probably to talk about that at the time. So let's let's talk about what is going on right now. What is going on right now? That, that's my question. I mean, yeah, I don't. Yesterday, I said this at the top of the show, Daniel, and I've said this a few times already this year. One of the most striking things I can remember in my career yesterday afternoon, the Attorney General of the United States told the Associated Press that the Department of Justice has found no widespread evidence of voter fraud that would alter the outcome of an election. At the exact same moment he is saying this, 
It's like we could have done a split screen in real time. At the exact same moment he is saying this to the AP, a woman is testifying at the Michigan State Legislature under oath by name that she personally witnessed voter fraud in Wayne County, Michigan that would have altered the outcome of an election. Now, she might be our side's Julie Swetnick and therefore perjured herself and should go to prison for that, right? But it's either that or she's telling the truth. There's not really some kind of middling answer here if you watched her testimony yesterday. And, and it was just two days ago when I said, you know, one of the most striking things I've ever seen was that, was that hearing in Arizona with all the very specific uh, allegations that were made there. And the Republican governor of the state thought, you know, Doug Ducey, I'm sorry, Ducey, uh, he thought, you know, the, I think really the only rational response to all these various allegations is for me just to go ahead and certify the election now. This is truly remarkable what we are watching. Fox News decided America needed to hear from Brad. I almost lost Donald Trump 40 states par scale yesterday. I, I've, I don't know if CNN's doing their programming now, too. I mean, what in the hell is going on, man? Steve, I'll tell you what the, in the hell is going on. What's been going on for years, except now, I guess, a larger portion of our base finally realize that when they walk in the room and they find Republicans in bed, with the enemy yupping it up and asking for a nice cold beer in the in the refrigerator and we go and offer it, they finally realize, hey, they're cheating on us. Um, it's not about Trump in the election. It's about everything. So Doug Ducey, this is a guy that forever has been pushing and did push in-state tuition for illegals. He's a, as, as much of a corona fascist as his neighbor Gavin Newsom in California. Um, you have, I mean, William Barr the entire time at DOJ has been MIA with all these cases of corona fascism, the self-defense case like Rittenhouse where civil rights are being violated simply because of the color of someone's skin. Um, we have – and again, I'm just going to expand it because – and we'll come back to the elections, but it's the same thing. This week, uh, Jim Injustice, the governor of West Virginia, this is a state where Trump carried every single county both times uh, – by 30 point margin the governor supposedly switched parties because of trump he gets up there and gives a speech and how if it can only save one life to wear a mask i mean you know even if it's only a little bit effective uh, what do you care you better do it spews every single talking point that cuomo does on the issues of our time the country was greatly divided in the lead up to the civil war but it was only one issue it was a big issue, but it was one issue. And after less than 30 years, when Lincoln saw the Whig Party failed to present the side of the anti-slavery uh, constituency as rigorously as the Democrat Party fought for the slavery side of things, he started the Republican Party. We've now been here for more than 30 years where the Republican Party has stood for nothing has failed to stand against what the Democrats are doing. And indeed, every time we have an opportunity to fight them, they join with them on the issues of our time. And we've still done nothing about it. So what what we are discovering in this investigation is governing fraud of people finally realizing Republicans have defrauded their voters. And it's not a handful of them. It's 90 percent of elected Republicans or Republicans that wind up serving in high prominent executive positions like the secretary of state in Georgia and the attorney general of the United States. This has been going on forever. 
the reason why we have never discovered and really come to a resolution in the Democrat election fraud and really the Democrat governing fraud on every legal and constitutional issue is because they're never forced to cross swords. We never reach that inflection point because we don't have a united party to discover that. I, I said on my podcast today, I gave a whole history of the 1876 election, which I think is very apt to where we are today. Hmm. And the reason why they had a really, I would say it was a tragic resolution for Jim Crow, but politically at the time it solved it where they allowed the Republican to be president, but the Democrats got the end of Reconstruction is because every single Democrat and every single Republican fought with equal and opposing force for their side. And at the end of the day, Republicans controlled the Senate, Democrats controlled the House, just like today, and there was a stalemate, and they had to make a compromise. Democrats are never forced into that position on the election, but really any issue because why should they? They don't have to because of Douchey and Greg something that rhymes with Abbott and the guy in you know, Kemp in Georgia and all these people. We have been defrauded. So perhaps, Steve, while we uncover the voter fraud, maybe finally we will uncover the election fraud of the Republican Party. You mentioned Kemp in Georgia. We were talking about him earlier before you came on. And this is one of the most fascinating cases this is just an unprecedented year. There's been a lot of things that I've never seen before this year. But I have never seen a guy in the span of one year. I mean, six months ago, I was ready to be like, do you want me to run your Iowa caucus operation? I mean, he was the first governor to step out there against COVID Stan. He was out there to the point the White House was even backing him up. Remember, Trump went after him two days in a row from the White House when he was still doing the coronavirus briefings. Remember that. And now he has at least presented the perception of capitulation. Whether that's true or not, it's irrelevant because we're in politics and perception is what is ma what matters. And that's what our base perceives, that he has just completely capitulated. And now we're being told, you know, there's this big argument on our side about you know, make the Republicans suffer for not supporting Trump and lose those Georgia Senate races. Or if you do that, this is the last thing to save the country from socialism. And I'm like, I don't know why y'all are fighting with each other about this because Georgia's already announced they're just going to let them run it back, man. They're just going to do the exact same you know, mail-in drop-off voter uh, harvesting system uh, that they did in the presidential. I don't know why they just, David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler wouldn't just get Fulton County too. I mean, they're just going to let them do it again. So what's the point of even having this argument? Have you ever seen a, a guy in one year face two all-time existential conflicts and then get an A-plus in one and an F-minus-minus minus in the other? You ever seen anything like that? Steve, I've never seen anything like that, and it has never existed. And I think the answer is this is not a good example of what you're talking about because in retrospect, it's not an A-plus. In retrospect, what it was is very simple, and we found this with certain other governors as well. Basically, this started out as a northeastern pandemic, at least in the United States. It really didn't reach many other places. Nobody even knew people who had it in most other states early on in the spring. So, you know, it was ridiculous why anyone was even doing anything. So there were a couple of governors in some of the, you know, smaller states. I know it's a high population density place, but it, at the end of the day, it was outside the Northeast. It hadn't spread much. So it was easy, Steve. It didn't take much of a fight. I know he did get blowback, but ultimately, 
once the going got rough, they clamped down. And this was true of many other governors. You know this with your own governor of Iowa. You saw the, the same thing. She was very good until the cases came about. And you had to explain to people, this is going to go everywhere. There's no doing better or doing worse. All of them are pretty much going to get it equally when it's all done until you reach herd immunity. There is nothing you can do other than destroying your civilization in the process. There's no benefit, all pain, no gain. That takes maturity to do that versus, hey, we don't have a problem, so why are we doing this? And I think that's what distinguishes Ron DeSantis. He was willing to do it even when it was tough. And I think that that's the problem. I mean, they can't face adversity. But I'd say most of these guys, it's not a matter of adversity. They just don't share our values, Steve. They just don't. And they never will. And until our side realizes that, we're going to keep going through the same vicious cycle again and again. Because as you noted, it's not just now with the mail-in ballots. Why didn't he stop it before the election? Mm-hmm. Everyone talking about Pennsylvania Governor Wolf and that funny set. Do you think if Brian there, Kemp had been through a controversial election where his opponent had lost by a pretty decisive margin and then spent, you know, a few years claiming other that they were actually the rightful governor of the state? I mean, if it was more personal to him, do you think if if something like this might have happened to him previously, do you think maybe then he'd understand he'd have a little bit more empathy for uh, people that voted for Donald Trump and how they feel today? Well, yeah, but they don't want to get their hands dirty. That That's kind of that, That's stuff. obviously sarcasm because he's the governor of Stacey Abrams' stand. But yeah, you, you, get, yeah, you get what but, I'm you know, saying. They, yeah. they, they get their hands dirty with with looking like they're, they're, they're not counting votes or you look like you don't care about COVID or you look like you don't care about poor people, you don't care about this. I mean, everything is like that. And the Democrats have long learned how to pick their lock with identity politics. Election law has all been about that, by the way, which is why they've been allowing this cancer of voter fraud, mail-ins, ballot harvesting to grow. I've watched it and written about it the last couple of cycles. We have lost tons of races that that based on ballots that are not pursuant to law. It's, it's nothing new other than just the scale and magnitude is much larger this time. But uh, And they did it out in the open. But this has been going on for a while, and they're just like, we'll win the next time. And you know what's funny? The only places where Trump which translates has, means we'll win the next time when it's when it's my ass on the line. That that's what that usually means, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah. but the thing is, when their thing is on the line, they're they're not going to have control over it because again, they're in that same boat with the hole in it, and that apparatus the Democrats have built with like again Sam Tilden style Democrat turnout in Reconstruction South. In that 1876 election, where the numbers are actually pretty similar in a lot of these places, 80, 90 percent turnout, um, you ain't beaten that. I mean, that's the thing. And this is going to be the new baseline from which to start off next time. I, I predict rapidly we're going to have Internet voting. That's going to happen very soon. They're already talking about that. They've been talking about that at some level. And, you know, look, the only why don't place- we do transgendered voting, trans voting? Meaning that this vote, vote was this 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 vote was originally for the Republican, but it it we 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 decided that it's actually for the Democrat. It, it, it and voting is a social construct after all. It's amorphous. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Why don't we do that? Or or alternatively, you know, 
today I'm a man, so there's the male vote and the female vote is the second vote, and they both happen to go for Biden or the Democrat at, at any given time. I mean, that's the thing. There is no limit to this. They've been doing this absurdity, but the problem is Republicans allow absurdity to grow. So Democrats are emboldened because, again, you never reach that inflection point. They're never forced to compromise. See, a perfect compromise that would come out of this is that would be very parallel to 1876 would be this. Republicans are united and they vet out all the fraud and they go to the media. Quickly, I've got one minute. Go ahead. Convince the public. And therefore, they say, based on that, we will not vote to certify it in the Senate. They have the House. We have the Senate. We're not certifying it. That's it. What would ultimately have to happen is something like, look, Biden could be president, but we have election reform for the long term. No mail-ins, cleaning up mandatory, Mm -hmm. cleaning up voter rolls, cutting down early voting, ballot harvesting, all this stuff. But again, they ain't called the stupid party for nothing. Great stuff, my friend. Good to see you as always. All right. Take care. Take care. You bet. So, hey, if I would have told you a year ago at this time, hey, make sure you go get your uh, uh, take advantage of the special offer from my Patriot Supply because you could wake up one day and they don't have toilet paper in the store. You told me I was nuts. I went to Costco yesterday. Didn't have any toilet paper. Again. Again. Had to go to Target. Almost had none. Again. There's nothing new under the sun, baby. Nothing new under the sun. I'm telling you, maybe one of these days you're going to wake up and go in and they don't have the food you're looking for. Water gone. Don't let that happen to you. All right. I get a four, a full four week supply right now of nutritious meals that are the full 2000 calories a day that you need from our friends over at My Patriot Supply. When you go to preparewithdace.com, that's preparewithdace, D-E-A-C-E, preparewithdace.com, save $100 off a full four week supply of nutritious meals just in case. That crazy thing with the toilet paper, I would have told you a year ago, you'd have told me I was nuts for saying that could happen. Happens again, except this time it's with food. All right. My Patriot Supply, preparewithdace.com. Gentlemen, a quick thought on the conversation we just had with Daniel. You know, broken Dace plus broken Daniel equals, well, that's, that's something. And maybe that's, there's another, another idea in the hopper for uh, 2021. Broken plus broken equals. It ain't going to be good. He talked about how how Republicans just allow the absurdity to continue. And and you could do any variation of um, absurdity never prospers. Why does absurdity never prospers? Because when absurdity prospers, none dare call it absurdity. I just want to go back to what Todd keeps harping on, rightfully so. When you believe and fall for the lie of transgenderism, you will believe and fall for the lie of anything. Because it's so absurd, but you've bought the absurd. There's no bottom of the rabbit hole. There's no bottom to it. Internet voting, social credit system, all this stuff is wild conspiracy theories, and I'm 95% sure we're pretty much 95% there already. Hey, man. John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.